Hello everyone, welcome back to Let's Talk Tottenham after a two-week international break, which was quite refreshing being that Tottenham couldn't ruin two weeks of my life. Uh, and now we're back and it's back to square one. Here we go again. Uh, so I'll be talking about the Watford game and the issues there and everything about that game. Uh, just a quick thing again, if the Twitter handle has changed, so if you want to ask me any questions, uh, put any comments, uh, disagree with me, keep it clean, please. Uh, the new Twitter handle is at LTalkTottenham. Uh, and again, on Apple Podcasts, you can subscribe to the podcast. Um, so here we go. Let's talk Tottenham once again with another disappointing result. So first things first. You know, the international break was nice and refreshing. I know England lost, but like, yeah, in World Cup qualifiers where they're going to qualify, losing a game like that isn't that important. Uh, just disappointing, but Tottenham seemingly <laughs> this weekend, this season rather, have ruined my weekend quite a few times. And I thought, I honestly thought the international break, two weeks off, you know, having a bad, bad, really bad week before, two weeks off would be a nice break, go away with international duty, come back a bit more refreshed and focused, and then, you know, do the business against Watford, and then that last week would be forgotten. But doesn't seem to have been the case, you know. You have a bad run, so the last thing you want to do is start slow and then six minutes in, just conceding a, a really poor goal. Like Danny Rose, I don't know what's happened to that guy. Like he, I thought last season he, he was quite good, almost back to his best, but this season, you know, he's not going forward as much. Maybe that's a Pochettino instruction, but I'm not sure. But I, I know his injury... I think that may have hampered his speed and pace. But in terms of defensive awareness, it seems to be going like that. The goal came from a cross, which he was nowhere near. You know, first rule of being a fullback, surely, is, is stop the crosses coming in. But he didn't do that. And now De Viral, who, who at the start of the season, I was saying he's our best central defender, but he, he's the wrong side of uh, Decore, who scored. It was a good finish by him, to be to be fair. A team that are struggling, a good finish, gave Gazaniga absolutely no chance. But Alderville's let him go, he's wrong side of him, and then he's got essentially an open goal. Like He needs to be making that harder for him. Like Vertonghen and uh, Alderville have been pretty poor. Like how Vertonghen did not give away a penalty, uh, it's a stonewall one. Like he's hooked uh, Delefeo's leg, and then VAR, <laughs> I mean... The whole thing at the end, you know, is a goal, it's not a goal, which one is it? Like, you know, that's just an admin kind of error. But VAR was brought in to, like, clear and obvious mistakes. For Tongan penalty was a clear and obvious mistake because the referee didn't give it and he's brought him down, he's hooked him down. How he didn't give that and how they didn't give that, it's just, why is VAR even in? What It worked quite well in the World Cup. And it was turning overturning penalty decisions, but it hasn't overturned the penalty decision in the Premier League so far. And what, we ten games in, nine games in, so nine games in, ninety games. There hasn't been one that's been overturned. It's always been back in the referee. And some of them fine, they're a bit iffy, so it's not clear and obvious. But that one was a stonewall one, a stonewall one. The two on Danny Rose, they weren't penalties. Uh, one of them from the corner, like the short corner, control the ball properly first time, don't miscontrol it and then fall down. Uh, the second one, he's falling into the guy, so no penalties there. 
Uh, maybe there was contact, but not enough. Not enough. Uh, but yeah, conceding the goal. And I saw on Twitter Son's reaction on the bench, like like a fan, like a fan slamming his hands down. I think he shouted "fuck off," which you know it's what most of the fans would be shouting. And then we, you know, we're, we're struggling against a team who need points, Watford. It's just just a terrible, terrible start. Terrible start. And, you, you know... Play properly. Play, play properly. Play quickly. Like we did against Palace. And put them to the sword. Put them under pressure. No Ericsson. Not even in the squad. Was very interesting. I'm not sure if he picked up a, a knock. If he did pick up a knock, that explains it. But I didn't hear anything. Um, yeah, so that's an issue. I would say Deli Ali from I I I didn't go to the game. I saw the highlights. So Deli Ali from what I saw did look like he was playing in the Ericsson position. Uh, Son was very unlucky hitting the bar in the second half when he came on, uh, but that came from a, a, a really good pass through ball from from Ali, uh, the kind that Ericsson would play. Um, but my my biggest concern was how open we looked, certainly on the counter attack. Uh, Watford had about three or four chances where they should have done better. And and better teams, like we found out against Bayern Munich, do better and then punish you. But looked far too open, like losing it in the middle of the pitch. The second one was Ali and Winks just pissing about with it, trying to play head pinball instead of putting your foot through it, control it and get rid of it. Uh, and I think the first one was, I think it was Winks who lost it in the midfield because there were three people around him and no one was helping him. Uh but then Watford should have scored, put it 2-0 up, and then that's game over, and then we're in real, real trouble again. Um, but they didn't do it, thankfully. I think the big worry for me as well with these chances that we're conceding is uh, <laughs> our next game is Liverpool away. Uh, I know they're losing to Man United at the moment. I'm, I'm recording this at half-time in that game. I haven't seen the game. But, you yeah. know, I mean... If if they win the turn turn up and win that second half, win the game, then they'll be full of confidence again. If they don't, they'll be looking for a reaction, and we're the team they're looking for a reaction against. If we're conceding those kind of chances against the, their their front three, even though I, I don't think Salah's playing, but Firmino, Mane, Origi, they're not going to be missing those like Watford did. So you know, and then we'll be conceding goal after goal, and it could be a very very long long afternoon next Sunday so we really need to tighten up like Sanchez got taken off which I, I feel sorry for him this season he's been playing in the wrong position he's still young as well and out of field and Vertonghen like Vertonghen certainly with that penalty rash challenge what is he doing what's he doing like, you should know better there you've been around long enough and then it's it's Sanchez who gets taken off but you know, Vertonghen doesn't want to be there. I don't know. I don't think. Rather, uh, out of field the same. Uh, but you're then taking off the player who who seemingly does want to be there. What? Just you know, you've got to look to the future. I don't question Pochettino because you know I love Pochettino and what he's done for the club. But some of his decisions sometimes are a bit strange. Uh, I, I was glad Mora played. Although I do think that in the games where teams sit back, he struggles. Whereas when teams sit back, Son 
like teams sit back, teams attack. He, he he's effective in both. What Sun does need is an Ericsson type player to give him the ball, which when he hit the bar, which was unlucky, that's what Ali did for him. Was more, I think, it's more of a counter attack player, so he runs at teams, but he needs the space to be able to do that. If there's three people behind the ball marking him, he's not going to be able to run those. So the Man United game, I think last year at Old Trafford springs to mind with the second goal where Kane chipped it up to him on halfway line, one on one with the defender on pretty much halfway, and then he skinned him for pace, and then he's one on one. That that's where he's 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 good, I think. He's good anyway, but I think against teams who sit back, he's a little bit ineffective. And teams now, when they get a goal, like Watford would have sat back or did sit back because they've got their goal to defend, so everyone's camped. So more of a kind of, you know, I think struggles in that situation. But give him a chance and he'll score. Um, and Dumbele on the bench as well. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised being that we've got uh, the Champions League. I forget the team. Red Star Belgrade, I think. Uh, being that we've got them on Tuesday, I think it, it, probably with him on the bench, maybe Ericsson rested completely, that it's with a view for that game as well, which you can understand, but you've also got to focus on the game in hand. But to be honest, we should be beating Watford anyway, so no disrespect to Watford there, but they are bottom of the league, uh, low on confidence. You want to be starting quick, putting them to the sword, 1-0 down fairly early on, and then, you know, Hope their lack of confidence shows you can get a few more goals. As it turned out, it was the other way round, uh, which, which yeah is annoying. But uh, you know, I, you celebrate a goal, but it, it, essentially that is two points dropped. That game, that's two points dropped rather than one point gain. We needed three points after the terrible week we had the week before the international break, the Bayern game, Brighton game. We needed a win, not necessarily a good one, just a win. To you know. You don't necessarily need, you know, 5-0, everyone, everyone's happy. Just a 1-0 scrappy one would do just to get onto that, you know, feeling of a win again. And then Red Star Belgrade win that one, you know, on two. Don't get beaten at Liverpool. And then you've kind of gone off of that losing streak. But, you know. Yeah, the goal as well we scored was from a mistake. Ben Foster, which is slightly worrying. Like on match of the day, I didn't see too many clear, clear cut chan- chances that we created out, which is a bit worrying. Like back, you know, t- sixteen, seventeen season, even last season, we were creating a lot of chances and taking them. Which, you know, I mean, it's a hopeful ball from Alderweireld. There was a little push by Kane. Which you've seen them given because they're easy for the the referees to give, but it was a push. Slight push, which maybe knocked him off balance. But it, it was subtle enough that the referee hasn't seen it. Uh, VAR should have done, but I'll go get onto that in a second. Uh, and an alley, handball, not handball. It's one of them ones. It's where does the shoulder stop and the arm starts? You know, if everyone knows exactly where it is, and you know, there's an invisible line on on. on on the player there, and if it goes below that, that's the arm. If it's above it or on it, that's a shoulder. That's fine. What I would say is Ali wasn't looking at his shoulder for it to hit at all. He was looking at the ball. Uh, maybe he should have chested it, but it came to him quick with uh, Foster where he, he kind of fluffed it. Uh, so Ali did fantastically there in the finish. He could have easily snatched at that and then just gone wild. 
Uh, if he had have missed it, Kane would have been screaming at him because he would have had a tap in. But anyway, it's gone in. Uh, so it's good that he scored. We got a, a draw out of it. Got a bit of out of get out of jail free. But it's two points dropped. We should be beating Watford. Certainly at home. I, I, I think we should be beating, be beating everybody at home. We're capable of doing it. But yeah, Watford, a team really struggling. We should be beating them. Uh, but while talking about Ali, looking at match of the day, uh, he, he played really well by the looks of things. I heard that uh, uh, Lamella was fantastic when he came on. Uh, but I'm not sure about Lamella. Is he a starter or is he a sub? Is he better as a sub or better as a starter? He He's a bit too inconsistent for me. Sometimes he plays really well, sometimes he doesn't. I mean, the the Brighton game, the cross for the first goal, he literally stands there, you, you know. Lord Nelson on Nelson's column, that's a statue, would have done a better job of closing the guy down than Lamella did. Absolutely ridiculous. But then he came on yesterday and, and does quite well. So I, I'm not sure why the attitude was there to not close him down against Brighton. But anyway, that's beside the point. Um, talk about Ali. So been in the news. He's he's focusing on his football again and getting all of his um, advertising stuff that he does out of the way. Focusing on football. I think he started yoga again. So Roy, <laughs> Roy Keane, hilarious on on Sky Sports or no, it's BBC ITV Sport. Sorry for the England game. Uh, we should have been doing it years ago. Which is true, but he is still young, like Ian Wright said, and at least he is actually doing it now, not waiting until he's 30. So hopefully, his goal there and, and the passing, the one I mentioned to Son, and he was getting into the spaces behind Kane, uh, just behind Kane, and then going past Kane, like he used to do, going past Kane when Kane drops deep. So we've always got someone up there, and it gives Harry uh, a buddy up there some help. So that's what Ali was brilliant at back in a few seasons ago so hopefully in focusing on the football will get him to that level again where he is a massive massive presence for us and a real difference maker so hopefully that will happen uh, and if he takes the Ericsson role and keeps passing like that he, need, he needs to learn being the Ericsson role you need to do the skulls and Gerard thing and you know Pirlo thing of being able to ping it 50 yards onto someone's foot uh, low and hard so it gets them one on one with the defender but that that will come if if he's being played in that role until we get someone in to replace Ericsson. Um but yeah, so Ali was the positive in that game. And he played the full game as well, he's been injured, played the full game. So obviously fitness plays a part and he needs to boost his fitness up. If you've ever been injured as a player, you, your fitness does suffer. There's you you can play friendly games and training, but nothing nothing gets your fitness up and match sharpness like an actual competitive match. So hopefully he'll play the full game against Red Star, uh, along with a few others, and we can get him back to his best. But he's certainly, certainly better when he's kind of just behind Kane, and then he's got license to go past Kane and join up with Kane. And and Kane, I think, certainly benefits from that as well. Then while we're on the subject of Deli Ali, while he scored that goal, we can't ignore VAR, which. Might as well be just be named to absolute crap. Like, honestly, it's just... Talking about the Vertonghen penalty, which was a stonewall penalty. Like I've said, a stonewall penalty. They look at it at Stockley Park or wherever they're viewing it. They must have their backs to the screens. Like or, or They're blindfolded watching it. Like how they cannot see that that is a penalty is ridiculous. 
And there's one thing, not making decisions to like not undermine the referee, but my... He's got it fucking wrong. He's got it completely 100% wrong by not giving a penalty. So therefore, it's a clear and obvious error. Give the penalty. Even though it's against Tottenham and it would have been 2-0, possibly game over, it's a penalty. But then the goal, like, they did right to look at that, but then, you know, they've missed the cane push, slight push, and the handball. Now, with the handball, they've said, like, we, we learnt that against the Man City game where they got that disallowed. If it's a handball, then it's no goal. If, if, if the attacker gains an advantage by handballing it, however incidental or innocuous, it's no goal. So they've decided that, that that has hit his shoulder and it's a good goal. Fine. Now it has to be consistent. has to be consistent. Which it won't be. Which it won't be. Uh, what was the incident that was uh, not inconsistent? The Sun offside goal against Leicester, which was a millimetre offside. If that's consistent, fine. You can't complain. A week later, Crystal Palace score a goal against West Ham, a millimetre offside, given a goal. Absolute bloody joke. Like either learn the rules, learn the rules and what your criteria are for each scenario and then stick to it on every scenario or just give the benefit to the attacker in a one millimetre thing and say it has to be clear and obvious. And the same with the Vatongan thing, you are allowed to overturn penalties. Or or what would possibly be an even better suggestion is say they're in contact with the referee is say this is iffy, this is iffy, it's your call, go over to the monitor on the side of the pitch, which is, is as useless as they come at the moment, like, and even pointless being there, because no one's ever used it. It's just there, not being used. It's like having an eighth sub. You can't ever use them, so why even bring them to the, to the game? There's no point. That's what that monitor is like. But I, I cannot believe, I cannot believe, if the referee had gone to the side of that pitch, had a look at that incident, the Vertonghen incident, he wouldn't have given a penalty. But I don't know why Stockley Park can't say, it's a penalty, give it, or it's a penalty, it looks a bit iffy, you need to make your call, have a look at the side of the pitch. You know, The Sun offside goal and, and the Crystal Palace goal took four minutes. Four minutes? To, that, that's almost a third of half-time. A joke, a joke. So how long does it have to take to go, hmm, we viewed this at a few angles, referee, it's your call, have a look at the side of the pitch. It's just balmy, it's just absolutely ridiculous. And then the alley goal where, you know, it's given and then the screen says no goal. Like, it's just, it's just a comedy of errors. It's like, you know, it's just a, makes makes it a laughing stock, really. At least they got to the right decision that the referee had made in the end by giving the goal. But the fans are confused. You saw Ali on match of the day with his arms in the air, like, what the hell's going on? Absolute ridiculous. But I mean, it was always going to take a little while to get into it and, and get it right. But, you know, to get it so wrong by not giving blatant decisions like that, because either they don't want to, you know, undermine the referee... Or they don't want him to go to the side of the screen because then it slows the games down when it's four minutes for a decision anyway. It's just ridiculous. Like It was there for the good of the game. In the World Cup, it worked quite well, I thought, with, with referees going to the side of the pitch. you know, and Generally, on the whole, the right decision being made. But we've had so many decisions which are wrong 
in the Premier League already, and it's not even you know, it's not even a quarter old. And we've had so many wrong decisions. We've had this decision, this incident happens this week, and one decision's made. It happens exactly the same next week. I'm talking about the Sun and IU offside. And then the other decisions made, it's got to be inconsistent. That was the issue with the referees, that they weren't consistent. And now they've got VAR, and it's still as inconsistent, maybe more. And, and I mean, the handball rule is, isn't a VAR. That's a, a ridiculous rule made by morons who have never played a game of football in their lives and think that it's a business so they can make decisions like that. That's wrong as well, absolutely stupid. Um. Anyway, I, I could go on about this for for ages but I think any football fan Premier League fan will have the same kind of gripes that VAR at the moment is an absolute shambles so I don't really need to say too much more about it because I'm basically <laughs> preaching to the converted and basically saying what everybody thinks uh, so I've had my little rant about that so we'll leave it like that right so I've had a bit of a rant there and my throat's starting to hurt again right, after all this shouting. So I'm going to have a little bit of a break. Call that half time. Uh, take some throat sweets or something like that and then I'll have another rant and then I have to take some more after that because it will hurt again. But we'll call this half time. So back soon. We've got Champions League coming up this week. Uh, we need to tighten up and we really need to win that game. We're at home again just... Don't don't give silly chances away. Tighten up and close people down and show a bit of desire. You know, you know, it's not a lot to ask. Show a bit of desire and determination. You know, giving the ball away is just you know. I love Harry Winks. You know, he's been great this season. But you know, you you've got to know when to dribble with the ball, when to get rid of it. So, a couple of the, ch- the chance that was his fault that fell to Watford. He's trying to take on three people in the middle of the box, in the middle of the pitch. It's not going to happen. Just give it someone, spray it wide. Or if in doubt, just hoof it. Um, yeah, we've just got to take our chances. Give some to Kane because he'll take them. It, no doubt about that. What I'd also like to see, not, not so much in a Champions League or this Liverpool game, is some of the youngsters getting a go. You know, there's so many players like Rose, maybe, Orvia, well, definitely Rose and Orvia who, who were looking to leave. Tongan, who's not signing a new contract, Alderweireld, who knows what's happening with him. Although with Alderweireld, he does show passion. And I, I, I think if he does want to leave, he will put an effort in. But like Rose and Orvia certainly don't really want to be there. So they're not really going to put the 100% effort in. You've got Ericsson again. That, that's another one. So, you know, give some of the youngsters a go. But like Champions League, I wouldn't do it um, just because really need to win and it's a big occasion the Liverpool game I certainly wouldn't do it because if that's their first game and then they we get a hiding you know you, you don't want to put youngsters into their first game or, or, or big game there and get a hiding you, you don't want that but certainly the next game I think it's Everton away it's a tough place to go that's a tough place to go but maybe put power on the bench and Tanganja the defender um, you know I mean, Sanchez and Tanganja are very, very young. I think Sanchez is still in that stage where he needs the old head to kind of tell him what line to play. I'd maybe drop Vertonghen. I know I was preaching for him to come in and start the start of the season, but he's he's been fairly terrible, and that penalty decision was... Ugh. But anyway, yeah. And 
yeah, the Champions League, get a win. Get a win against Red Star. It doesn't matter how. And Liverpool just survive, I think. I mean, there there is a, you know, that theory that, you know, Watford we're expected to win, we'll be expected to beat Red Star. Uh, Liverpool, we're not expected to do anything. So you sometimes play without fear and out without pressure uh, and end up playing better um, and surprise a few people, which if we got anything out of that Liverpool game, I think that would surprise a lot of people. Um, but I just can't see it happening. I try and be positive. I just can't see it happening. But, you know, just don't concede silly goals and silly play. Like, you know, and keep the ball like we used to. Hound, hound the teams as a group, you know, press them. It's what we used to do so well. And then that creates space. And then, you know, Kane, Son, Ali can do their business. Um Son was very unlucky with a shot against the ball. No, normally he's quite composed and he seemed to blast that. But, you know, he, he's an outlet. He's an outlet. So he, he'll play against Red Star and Liverpool. I'm, I'm pretty convinced about that, unless injury. I did hear from my dad today that Ericsson wasn't playing because he, he got a dead leg for Denmark. So maybe he is injured. Um, but if he doesn't play against Red Star, I'll be surprised. And certainly Liverpool. Um, but yeah, so just stop the silly mistakes and, and play some of the youngsters and the people who actually want to play. You know, yeah. When Yama kind of wanted to leave, he's very unfit, so it's difficult to judge on that. But Dyer, he'll, he'll want to stay, so play him. I, I said as well, like he'll create the uh, balance and, and the extra person in midfield who can then slot into defence, so maybe try that out against Red Star. I'm not sure about Liverpool if he's unfit. We need to do something against Liverpool because otherwise they'll run roughshod and they'll they'll it could be a cricket score. So I'd I'd maybe play him in that one as well. Maybe three in the back and then when we we have the ball he can move in to midfield. And out of the 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 three defenders, if if the ball's there to be won, he can step out and try and into midfield and try and win the ball. But do something because it's not working at the moment and we need to get back to playing attractive, energetic and and high pressing football which I don't know why we've suddenly stopped, but we seem to have done. Not so, so much about Red Star, but Liverpool. My biggest concern is how open we look and how susceptible on the counter-attack, because that's how Liverpool play. You know, midfield, they, they've got basically warriors in there, I think, people who sit back and break things up, and then it's just hit long. Similar to how Leicester played when uh, they won the league. Drinkwater getting the ball, hitting it long to Vardy, whereas Liverpool have got three of them. And, you know, and certainly when they're under pressure and then they ping that trap and on the counter, and we look terrible at that at the moment, and they won't miss chances. Um, but anyway, that's enough for me. Uh, it's a bit of a short one this week, you'll be pleased to know. Um, so I'll leave it there. I've said my bits. Um, again, any, anyone want to ask any questions or, or, or debate anything I've said or, or, or you know, Ask me to talk about certain things, LTalk at LTalk Tottenham on Twitter, and I'll try and answer them. Again, keep it clean and keep the insults if uh, you disagree with things I say to a minimum. Uh, and then I'll be back with another episode, possibly not after the Red Star game, but certainly after the Liverpool game. Um, uh, I think there could be quite a lot to talk about. But until next time, come on, you Spurs! <laughs>